Well, good morning, church. Great to see each one of you that can be here in person. Welcome to Canyon Hills this morning, and just delighted to have each one of you here. And if you're watching uh, online this morning, we're delighted that you're tuning in to worship Jesus Christ as well this morning. Well, as Matt just shared this morning, we are continuing our series in the book of Revelation. And today, I hope to answer this question, what is heaven like? What is heaven? This thing we talk about all the time what is heaven really like? And most of you know there's no way that we could describe heaven in its full detail. But I do want you to know what the Bible tells us about heaven. And I do want you to know what your forever final home is going to be like. Amen? All God's people said? Amen. Well, let's talk about what it's really going to be like when we get there. And you can know that because the author of this book, Revelation, John, he got a glimpse into heaven. He got to peek inside the doors of heaven. Man, wouldn't you like to do that? He just got a peek inside the doors of heaven, and there he saw Jesus, the Lamb of God, the one who had been slain for our sins, to pay for our sins. And he looked in and he saw the angels, thousands upon thousands of angels, singing praises to Jesus, the Lamb. Take a look at what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 5 as we begin. The Bible says, I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. Some of you math wizards do that calculation, but thousands, millions of angels. In a loud voice, they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain. And if we look back into Old Testament scriptures, you know, in the, in the Old Testament times, a perfect lamb had to be slain on an altar for the forgiveness of sins. And so Jesus took that place and they were saying, worthy is this lamb, Jesus, who was slain to receive power and wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. So John was allowed to see heaven, to peek inside the doors and there was Jesus, the lamb sitting on the throne. There were the angels giving praise to Jesus, the lamb in heaven. John got to see a little bit of what heaven is like. So today I want to share with you what heaven is like. And then I want to share with you how you can be sure that you know, that you know, that you know, that when you close these eyes and you take your last breath, that you can enter in to this heaven. Because one day, your body is going to wear out. Anybody with me, you kind of feel that wearing out happening? Maybe it's because I'm 67, but, you know, you feel that wearing out. Well, one day, our bodies are going to wear out. We're going to die. But your spirit, the real you, is going to live and last for eternity in one of two places. When you take your last breath, you will open your eyes in one of two eternal places, heaven or hell, the Bible tells us. Either heaven with God or hell with Satan and all of his followers, all of his angels. Now, I know that lots of people don't think much about heaven. I know that lots of people are more excited about this earth and what we're gaining, what we're accumulating than they are about heaven. But that's too bad because this earth, as great as it is, God made a great earth. 
It will not last. And it is nothing compared to what God has prepared for those of us who love him. In fact, the Bible says, since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights, not on the earth, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Folks, I want you to know and know and know there is a life after death. There is a real life after death. Yes, your body will wear out. Your body will one day die, but your spirit will live for eternity. So set your sights not on just the things of the earth, but on the things of heaven, because heaven is real. So what is this heaven? Well, in the Bible, heaven is called the city of God. The city of God. It's the place where God rules. It is a place where God the Father lives. It is a place from which God the Father rules. He's the ruler of heaven. King David said this, Lord, I look up to you. I look up to heaven where you rule. That's where he lives. That's where he rules. So it's a place where he rules. Next, it's a place that's real. Heaven is not just some state of mind where you take your last breath and you close your eyes and, and you just kind of float somewhere out in space. No, it's not, it's not like that at all. Heaven is a real place. The Bible tells us there are streets. The Bible tells us there are trees. The Bible tells us there's water. Some of you are going to want to fish. Some, the Bible tells us there are animals, there are homes in heaven. It's a real place that God has designed. Jesus says it this way, there are many rooms in my father's home. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. If this were not so, I would have told you plainly. So heaven is a real place. Heaven is a real, has a real room for you, a real place for you to live and reside. And next, it's a place that's ready for you. You need to understand, God didn't just design earth for you. God also designed heaven for you, a real place with a real room for you. The Bible says this, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you. God created a kingdom for you to live in. The inheritance that God wants to pass on to his kids is a home in heaven that will last forever. And all of God's people said, amen. He built that for you. Now, I enjoy my home here. I'm really thankful for my home here. But it's not going to last forever. Someday, somebody's going to come along to 1370 Corona in California, 1370 Tanglewood Drive, Corona, California, and they're going to bulldoze down that home and build some apartment or something, you know? It's not going to last forever. No matter how much I put into it, no matter how much I, I do for it, it's not going to last forever. God's kids will live in heaven in a house designed by God's hands just for them. God planned for you to be in his family God planned for you to live with him forever. And why did God prepare a place for you to live forever? Because this earth was not designed to last forever. Only heaven to be your final home. The Bible says this world is not our home. We are looking forward to our city in heaven, which is yet to come. Once you choose to become a part of God's family, there's more to life than just here and now. Folks, so much more than we're even able to imagine. 
This earth is not your final home. You are just passing through. You are on your way to your final home. So what is heaven? It's a real place where God rules that he's made ready for you. But next, where is this heaven? Talk about it all the time, but where is it? Well, the Bible doesn't say, but we do know it's out of this world. The Bible says this, God looks down from heaven at people on earth. So the Bible doesn't tell us the location of heaven, but it does tell us it is above us. God lives there, God rules there, and from there he looks down at us from heaven, his people. So he doesn't tell us the location, but he does tell us the way to get there. He tells us how to get there. In fact, Jesus said this, very simply, I am the way. Jesus says, I'm the way to get there. No one comes to the Father in that real place in heaven made by God for you. No one comes to the Father but by me. The way to heaven is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So what is heaven? Real place where God rules that he's made ready for you. Where is heaven? We don't know the location, but we know that a relationship with Jesus is the way to get there. Well, what's heaven like? I mean, what's heaven really like? Well, we want to know all of those answers, but there's no way to fully describe all that God has made heaven to be. Some things are just indescribable, but the Bible says it this way. Can you understand the mysteries surrounding God Almighty? They are higher than the heavens. His mysteries are deeper than the grave. These mysteries outreach the earth and outreach the ocean. Folks, we need to understand, even though he tells us that heaven is a real place, that some things are just indescribable. But the Bible tells us this, no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, no mind has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And all of God's church said, amen. We may not be able to explain it in detail, but we know God's got something awesome in heaven for us. If you used your wildest imagination of all the greatest things you think that heaven could possibly be, I want you to know this morning it's going to be even greater, greater than you can ever dream or imagine. But let me share with you this morning some things about heaven. I want to start with some things that just will not be there. And then I want to share some things with you this morning that will absolutely be there. First of all, in heaven, there will be no sickness. Everybody say, yay, God. <laughs> yay, God. In heaven, there's no more sickness. Our bodies will not get sick. The Bible tells us that we're going to have a new body, an improved body. The Bible says it this way. Our bodies will become beautiful. Amen. I'm going to be beautiful. All right. Our bodies will become beautiful, and our bodies will become strong. Awesome. Next, in heaven, there will be no sadness. There will be no sadness in heaven, no more broken hearts, no more losses to grieve, no more heartaches, no more loneliness, no more grief. The Bible says this, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There's not going to be a thing to cry about in heaven. I like to say it this way, heaven is a sad-free zone, <laughs> a sad-free zone. Next, in heaven, there will be no suffering in heaven, you will never go hungry. Now, maybe you've not experienced that, but other people in the world have. 
but there'll be plenty of food. In heaven, you will never be thirsty. Your thirst will be quenched. In heaven, you will never get sweaty. Say amen with me. Amen. The Bible tells us that in heaven, uh, you'll never be subjected to extreme heat. Look at what the Bible says. No more hunger, no more thirst, no more scorching heat. Revelation chapter 7, verse 16. In heaven, you will not suffer. Next, in heaven, there will be no more sin. Heaven is a perfect place, but we're not perfect. The Bible says, how can God, I mean, the question is, how can God let imperfect people in heaven without messing up heaven? Here's how. Perfect, sinless Jesus paid for our sins by taking the punishment that we deserve on the cross, and he died the death that we should have died. And that death was not only a, a physical death, but a, a spiritual death, being separated from God for eternity. He took that, went to hell, overcome, and came back to life again. So when we die and enter heaven, Jesus says, we will enter heaven innocent of all of our sins because he paid for them. Look at this. The Bible says God will bring you into his glorious presence, innocent of all sin and with great joy. Listen close. When you see Jesus face to face, the Bible tells us that you and I will be changed to be like Jesus. The work of salvation at that moment will be completed. Today, we're forgiven, but we're not yet perfect. Sometimes we still fall. We, we still sin. But when you see Jesus face to face, you're going to be perfected by his power. That's called final salvation. By his power, he does what you cannot do, and he completes that work. And so only the perfect go into heaven. Amen? Amen. He completes that for us. Next, in heaven, there will be no separation. Never again will death separate you from a loved one. The Bible says this, there shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, and no pain. All of that will be gone forever. Revelation 21, verse 4. In heaven, there will be no sickness, sadness, or suffering, sin, or separation from loved ones. I like to say it this way, none of earth's bad stuff will be there. It's all wiped away. It's all gone. But here's some great stuff that will be there. Are you ready for some of the great stuff? I mean, it's great that all bad stuff's not going to be there. But are you ready for some really great stuff? Here it is. Here it is. First of all, in heaven, there will be reunions. Reunions. You will be reunited with your loved ones who put their trust in Jesus to save them from their sins. You're going to have a party with your loved ones. Amen? That's going to be awesome. The Bible says this is God's purpose, that when the time is right, he will gather us all together. What's that called? That's a reunion. He's going to gather us all together from wherever we are to be with him in Christ. Here's this word, forever. Forever. Now, who's going to be at the reunion in heaven? Well, God the Father... God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all of the angels will be there, but the church, those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the church is going to be there. Take a look at this scripture. You have come to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, that's heaven, and, the, and to the gathering of countless happy angels and the church, 
composed of all of those who are registered in heaven, and you're registered when you come to Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and he writes your name in the Lamb's book of life. All of those who are registered in heaven, and God, who he's going to be there, who is the judge of all, and the spirits of righteous people made perfect. There's going to be reunions in heaven. You guys ready for a party? Amen? There's going to be a reunion. Man, Shirley's there. All right? There's going to be a reunion. It's, it's going to be awesome. In heaven, there will also be rewards. God will reward you for your helpful acts that you've done, the encouraging words that you've spoken, your pure thoughts, your wise, your wise decisions, your faithful prayers. He's going to reward you for your generous contributions, your, your constant service, how you've given love to even your enemies, how you've encouraged people to come to know Jesus. He's going to reward you for all of that. God is watching it all. He's not missing one thing that you're doing, and he's going to reward you for it all. The Bible says this, if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Man, as I think about that, I think about all of our volunteer teachers who minister in our children's ministry every Sunday. I think about our, our child care teachers and leaders. Every time they give a kid a clean diaper, they're going to get rewarded for that. Amen? Every time they wipe a snotty nose or give those kids a cracker, they're going to be rewarded for that. God's watching it all. And he's going to give rewards. In heaven, there will be responsibilities. You're not going to sit on some cloud and just float around in some cloud for the rest of your life. God's got a job for you in heaven. What will your responsibility be? I, I don't know what it's going to be, but God knows. But I do know it's going to have to do with the gifts he's given you here for earth. It's going to have to do with the skills and the talents that he's given you right here on earth. So the question is, are you doing anything for God right now using those gifts, skills, and talents that he's given you for here on earth? Because he's going to move you on into some of those areas in heaven. You know, if you make the most of what you've been given, God says, I'm going to give you more in heaven. So if you're using who God made you to be here, he's just going to bless you and let you do more of it there. If you don't make the most of what you've been given, God's going to say, you're going to get less. You made it into heaven. You're going to be blessed, but you're not going to have some of the rewards of those who have faithfully used their gifts and talents for me on earth. Jesus said, unless you're faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones. If you cheat in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy with worldly wealth, in other words, the money, possessions God gives you here, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Did you know that the way that you manage money on earth is, is a test of your faithfulness? And it's going to determine what you get to do in heaven. Did you know that God is also watching how you manage your time, how you manage your relationships, how you manage your health, your intelligence, your ministry opportunities? He, he is watching all of that. He's watching you now to see if, if he can trust you with greater things in heaven. Next, in heaven, not only responsibilities, but there's going to be rest. Everybody go, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Everybody just take a deep breath in with me and let it out, okay? You're going to get to rest in heaven. 
There's going to be great, great rest. This one sounds really good to me. The Bible says, blessed are those who die in the service of the Lord. They will enjoy rest from their hard work. Man, rest. So what is heaven? It's a real place where God rules that he's made ready for you. Where is heaven? We don't know the location, but a relationship with Jesus is the way to get there. So what's heaven really like? It's far greater than you could ever dream or imagine. So what do you do to get into this awesome heaven? (laughs) What do you and I have to do to get there? To hear our master say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your master's happiness. What do we have to do? Well, God made it really, really simple. It's simply this. You need to simply trust Jesus to forgive you of your sins, come into your life, and save you. Jesus says it this way, I am the way and the truth and the life giver. No one comes to the Father except through me. So how do you get Jesus to forgive you? Maybe some of you are saying, man, I'm so bad, God could never forgive me. Or I've got a a long-time sin that keeps rearing its head, and I keep giving into it. How could Jesus ever forgive me so that I can get into heaven? It's as simple as ABC. First of all, A, you just admit. You just admit that you need Jesus to forgive you and save you. You just admit that you're not perfect, and you need his salvation from his hand. And then B, you simply believe that Jesus died to save you. You believe that he lived a perfect life. He died to pay for your sins, and you ask him to save you from the penalty that you deserve. So A, you admit. B, you believe. And then C, you just commit to follow Jesus. You commit to follow his ways. You commit to obey his words written in the scriptures. And when you do those three things, the Bible says, whoever believes in him, Jesus, shall not perish, not be separated from heaven, separated from God the Father and all the angels and all those who love him, you shall not perish, but you'll have eternal life in heaven. And all of God's people said, amen. That's what you'll have. So how do you get to heaven? You believe that Jesus lied, that he lived. You believe that Jesus died to pay for your sins. You believe that he then rose from the dead and he lives in heaven and he's offering you the gift to live in heaven with him. And then you commit You believe the words and the ways of Jesus, and you commit to follow them. Folks, it's that simple, ABC. Admit, believe, and commit. So once again, what's heaven? It's a real place, folks. For God the Father lives today and rules from today, and he's made ready for you. Where is heaven? We don't know, but Jesus is the way there. What is heaven like? Greater than we'd ever dreamed. What do you do to get there? You ask Jesus to forgive your sins and come live in your heart as Lord and Savior. That's how you get to heaven. And God's church said, amen. I hope this message encourages you. There is more than this life. Sometimes we get so discouraged about our house, about our jobs, about our health, about everything, but there's a final homecoming, amen? There's a final homecoming for you, and Jesus is waiting for you. I want to invite the worship team to come back up and and get on stage with me. And as they're coming, I'm going to say this to you. If you're not sure, if you don't know for sure that you know that you know that you know in your heart of hearts that when you close your eyes and take your last breath that you're going to heaven, if you don't know that for sure, today you can make sure 
The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You can walk out of this place and you can know that you are right with God, that he's washed you and cleansed you, and he's come into your heart to live there with you. And you can know that you're going to heaven. And so if you're not sure, in a moment, I'm going to lead all of us in a prayer to pray. If you've never settled this issue, if you don't know for sure, you can settle it today. But I'm first, I'm going to ask you to listen to this song because this song talks about how much God loves you and how he wants you to come and be with him in heaven. And as they sing, if you're not sure that you're headed to heaven, I want to invite you to just walk up and stand at this altar like I did when I was a a kid at seven years old, and I began to serve the Lord 60 years ago. 60 years ago. And he's the same today as he was that day. And that day when I asked him into my life, I felt his cleansing water, that living water wash over me. And if you haven't experienced that, I want you to experience that. And you can do that today. You can begin to serve him in a new and better way. So let's all stand together. And if you're not sure, just come as they sing. Any moment, any time in the song, just come as they sing. Stand here. I'll lead you in a prayer. I won't embarrass you but I'll lead you in a prayer. Would you step up and stand out for Jesus and say, I want to I live in heaven. I want to be with you. Today, if you're watching online and, and you're not here in person, I just encourage you to, to stand up or kneel by a couch, kneel by a chair, and say, Jesus, I want to know for sure. And let's do this today. As they sing, would you come?
settle this issue right here, right now. Just simply repeat after me in your heart, I admit, Lord, that I need a Savior. Forgive my sins. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. I commit myself to you completely. I depend on your promise that all who place their trust in you will gain access to heaven. So today, come into my life, Lord Jesus. Father, it thrills my heart to know that when we just pray a simple prayer like that, admitting, believing, committing, Lord Jesus, you are so willing to forgive every little thing in our lives and come into our lives by your Holy Spirit. So I pray that you would give those who prayed that prayer that want to make sure they're, where, they're on their way to heaven, ready for heaven, that you just give them a, a sense that you've washed them clean. Let them walk out of this place with joy in their heart, knowing that they are right with you. Lord, bless them, I pray, in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Let's just praise God this morning. Help me do that. May God bless you all. Have a great Sunday, and I'll see you next week.